everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Church Humor Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. Will, how are you doing, friend? Steve, I'm doing well. Almost halfway through the week here. I've got a nice midweek off day on Thursday for my birthday, so only got a couple days left of, uh, of day job work. Yeah, there you go. That's a nice little break. I know a lot of people don't like having a day off in the middle of the week. I don't mind it. It splits up the week kind of nice. Yeah, you can kind of get some chores done. Like I'm gonna go, you know, grocery shop or um, grocery shopping, Christmas shopping, getting you know, get some just stuff done around, and to not have to worry about work on uh, on your day off. I always try to try to get off that day, you know, even if it's not a overly crazy job. It's just something to not have to worry about. Yeah, it's a good time of the year because, like you said, you just knock out stuff, get it out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Absolutely. How's everything going in your world? Did you get the uh, winter tires on the car? I did. Um, I got snow of the weekend, and then it decided to snow all day today. It didn't really stick, but it it snowed all day. So, yeah. Yeah, it's... we got a couple flurries down here too. I did, I didn't catch many, but a lot of people were posting about you know a couple flurries here and there. Yeah, it's definitely started, and unfortunately, here what happens is it snows once, and it's not a lot. We got like two inches, I think, this weekend, but. The temperature never gets high enough for it to melt, so it's just here permanently, <laughs> regardless of what happens. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it has begun. But yeah, we got um, start sits going on today. You ready to jump into them? Yeah. Get it going. Cool. So starting with our quarterback position here, we have uh, Taysom Hill uh, now back in the, the starter seat versus Dallas or Carson Wentz at Houston. This one I think is pretty easy. I like the top upside of Taysom Hill, and I do... I have a claim in on him in the Superflex League, hoping to get, you know, him. I've been kind of playing the stream QB option at my second quarterback in that league for a while. So hoping to maybe get him and then lock that position down as, as that's what I hoped Cam Newton was two weeks ago. Um, so, I, you know, in a situation like that, I don't mind playing him against Dallas, but first week back, uh, you know, fully back, probably going to be a starter. Dallas is somewhat of a tough defense. I'm going to go Wentz. Uh, I think, yeah, there is the floor for Wentz being a little lower just because of how bad Houston is against the run, and it could just be a huge JT game. Maybe you don't need a ton of yards out of Wentz. Um, But I still, you know, think the points are going to be in their favor, so maybe he gets an early touchdown or two. Um, And, and, you know, he can scramble a good bit as well. So I'll take Carson Wentz uh, pretty easily here. I just think there's, you know, a lower, lower, lower floor there for for Hill in his first game back against Dallas. Yeah, I tend to agree. You just you don't know what you're going to get. Um, they, they both got pretty similar upside. You know, Wentz has got the upside because of the good matchup. Hill's got the upside for the rushing ability. You know, the potential for yeah. some sort of shootout or, or at least needing to put up points. Um, so the upside's probably similar, but I agree. The floor for Hill, you know. Despite him him rushing, you don't really know what it's going to be. You haven't seen him as a starter for a while. see it first. Yeah, exactly. So I'm with you. I'll go with Wentz. Next up, we've got Tua versus the Giants or Russ Wilson versus the Niners. This one is, I, I think, it's pretty difficult, um, which is weird to say. If you would have mentioned debating this earlier in the season, people would have looked at you funny. Um, you know, we mentioned Tua as a streamer on the waiver show yesterday, and he's a great option. I think I would stick with Russell Wilson, though. 
Uh, I mm. got a feeling, you know, a rivalry matchup against the 49ers is going to bring the best out of him. Uh, he did have a, a, a good fantasy game. It wasn't great, you know, last week, um, which is a nice step in the right direction. So I will take Wilson and I just as a, Rolling the dice on a nice Seattle bounce back here. That's probably not the right decision to make, but that's yeah. what I'm doing. What are you going with? This one's tough. It, you know, it's, it's almost similar to the Hill situation where I don't want to play Russell Wilson until I see it because he has not looked good these past few weeks. I saw someone say, you know, the diagnosis was a six week injury. And, and if you're a DK Metcalf owner, you pretty much feel like Russell Wilson has been out for six weeks because he has been not not there even you know even Tyler Lockett had a, a good game because of a couple big catches but you're not seeing that volume in in the receiving core that you want out of this Russell Wilson and you know I think sure there's a chance that this game you know it's just a big divisional game brings it out in him but the Niners defense is pretty tough so until I see it with Russ I don't think I can play him I'm, I'm gonna go Tua who's been looking good and I think there's a chance he gets Parker back, but Waddles looked really good. And, you know, I just think I I trust Tua against the Giants here. It's crazy to say, but I would play Tua. Yeah, it's fair enough. Can't argue with that. Um, our last quarterback question here: uh, Dak Prescott at New Orleans or Matthew Stafford versus the Jaguars? Yeah, and and Dak is somewhat hampered with um, some of the weapons. We don't know if Zeke's going to play. There's talks that he may rest him. Seems like Lamb is back, but Amari is very questionable with lingering symptoms. So if you're down Amari and Zeke, you could still you know make things happen. Uh, but it definitely makes it a little closer for me because I think Dak, you know, with full complement of weapons, I would trust Dak over Stafford. Both kind of de- you know defenses that are okay. You know, we've seen New Orleans really good, then we've seen them give up a lot. The Jags have had a couple good games, but aren't a great defense. I think it's really tight. I lean Stafford, but I think it really comes down to if he's going to have all his weapons for Dak. Like if he has that, you know, everyone or most of them there, I'd probably go with him. Um, with this being a little bit closer, and yeah, you know, the, the the Rams kind of getting into shape with a couple of these new and new roles for a couple of wide receivers there. I think I would go Stafford here, but good problem to have with these two quarterbacks it is and Stafford was my original pick too um but then looking into it and this I think is going to surprise you uh, the Jags have given up the eighth fewest points to quarterbacks in fantasy and I don't know if that's one of those situations where like the running defense is so bad you just don't need to pass the ball <laughs> or, mm-hmm. or, or yeah. what because the running defense isn't good um but that that surprised me a little bit so I was going to pick him because the, the matchup looked great, but apparently it's not. Um, and, you know, like you said, it's a good problem to have. They're really close. And I, I guess that will sway me the other way. I'll go with Dak. You know, there are definitely concerns you need to watch out because, you know, they had some COVID cases pop up. You, you know, pay attention to who is going to be out for this team. If they got a lot of people mm-hmm. out, then I'll pivot to Stafford. Yeah. You know, if it is a situation where they're just missing Lamb, um, I, I think they're leaning on Zeke playing i think that's the latest i heard it's that's the lean right now gotta wait for a decision to i thought come it was out. the other side i think lamb's back but amari looks yeah you're right you're right you're right down yeah and then zeke is I, they talk they're talking about resting him i mean who knows maybe they just need to get a win but and and pollard is fine too i mean if you yeah. don't have zach yeah Dak, pollard you can go, or don't have zeke you can go all out with pollard i'm 
fine with that. It's not like it's a crazy downgrade for Dak not having any run game. Yeah, Pollard's solid. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Lamb's been uh, practicing. I don't know if he, I guess he's a clear concussion protocol. He'll, he'll be fine regardless. He's practicing. Um, Cooper not looking so great. So I'll stick with Dak. If he's missing a lot of people in that offense, I'll pivot. But for now, I'll stick with Dak here. Awesome. Um, next up, we've got Boston Scott. Oh, we're going, I guess moving to running backs, PPR. Uh, Boston Scott at the Jets. So is that Sony Michelle? I believe yeah. At uh, versus Jacksonville, we've got D Williams versus Denver. Uh, which Williams is that? Uh, that'd be Daryl. Daryl. Yeah. Daryl for KC. Yeah. And then Kenyon Drake versus Washington. I forgot about Damian Williams. Is he hurt? Yeah. <laughs> is he, I don't. I think he's in Chicago. Is he I know playing? he left. Uh, yeah. He, I haven't seen him play. Yeah. But I remember I, seeing him end up in Chicago. Yeah, he's definitely he must there. be hurt, or maybe he sat out for COVID last yeah. year, right? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he was out this week. He hasn't played since week eight. I just looked it up. Um. Yeah, and then week seventeen didn't do anything. Week sixteen didn't do anything. He had two good weeks. So I thought I remember hearing his name, and then he just disappeared. So he's out there. He's just hurt. Um, anyway, <laughs> irrelevant. Um, Daryl Williams, I'll, I'll easily knock out here. Ceh, you know, was back in their last game and looked good, and Daryl Williams didn't get a ton of work. So um, I will scratch him off. Um, Drake is also probably another one that you can. I can drop out. I mean, he had those couple weeks a little while ago after Gruden got fired. We had a lot of work, but you know, the past two or three weeks hasn't really done anything. So, uh, those two I'll take out. It's between, you know, Sony and Scott. Um, it's pretty simple for me. We still don't know what's going to happen with Henderson. If he's going to miss or not. Uh, if Henderson plays, I'll start, uh, Boston Scott. And if Henderson doesn't play, I'll probably stick with Michelle, uh, uh, Sony Michelle against that Jacksonville defense that we just said is not good against the run. What about you? Yeah, I mean, the injury definitely is a concern or op- ahead of Sony Michelle would be a big differentiator here. Um, and obviously, there's some injury to play out with the Philly backfield. But Boston Scott looked good even as kind of the number two last week. And they want to run the ball a ton. So. While Sony is interesting, especially if we do have an, uh, an injury ahead of him, I think, you know, all things being equal, Boston Scott's the play for me. Um, do we know the game times? And I think the Eagles play at one. We know if the Rams and Jacksonville is a one o'clock game as well. I don't think so, because that game is in... Uh, Jacksonville is away, so it's going to be in LA. So I can't see that. Yeah, o'clock. yeah. So I mean, just because we don't, I mean, maybe you'll find out ahead of time. But all all things being equal, I'll go Boston Scott. That is fair. Next one up, uh, half point PPR. Josh Jacobs versus Washington. The other side, that Drake backfield, and then uh, Saquon Barkley at Miami. I don't know if you saw um, news just earlier today, but there is word that. Daniel Jones may not play with a neck injury. So I saw that. That I think is a little more worrisome and, and even more enticing for Miami's defense. But I think if he's out, that definitely puts a big hindrance on Barkley. I mean, maybe you get a lot of checkdowns. But I and, and the Washington defense has been playing better as well. I lean Jacobs here. Um, you know, Barkley probably has like the higher upside, you know, can break a bunch of more plays. But I think Jacobs is going to get the volume. 
Um, so I would lean him here, especially with the concern for injury there uh, in um, in New York with the quarterback. Yeah, I tend to agree. I'm going to go with Jacobs. Um, both run defenses are actually pretty good, but Miami's, from a fantasy perspective, is better than Washington. So, yeah, I'll stick with Jacobs. You know, we'll see what happens with Daniel Jones. You know, they're definitely concerned to the point where they elevated um, – Jake Fromm up from the practice squad, the name that I had forgotten about. Um, but he was out there. Um, so definitely some concern. And yeah, they'll definitely be facing some stack boxes if Daniel Jones doesn't play. So I will stick with Jacobs as well. I agree. All right. Uh, next up here, we've got a point, uh, half point PPR. Uh, or, yeah, no, it's a full point PPR. Alexander Madison at Detroit and James Conner at Chicago. This is tough. They've, I'm assuming, have they officially ruled out Cook? I don't believe so. I think it. The, all indications look like he's going to miss a game, yeah, but I, I don't think it's been officially ruled yeah, yet. Yeah, so I guess here we'll assume that he's not playing, because um, if he is playing, I'm not sorry, Matt. <laughs> um, but assuming he's not, it is pretty it's pretty tight. I mean, Matson uh, has been good when he's been the starter. He's got a good matchup against Detroit. Uh but Connor's been hot all year, um, you know, in a high-powered offense coming off a of bye week. That's that's real nice. It's hard to pass up, but I, I think I would go with Madsen uh, kind of hesitantly. It's really hard to look at Connor, what he's done all this year, and then bench him. But, you know, Madsen's got that smash max up. He should have the backfield all to himself. So I will stick with Madsen here. What do you think? Uh, I think I lean Connor just the way he's been playing. The matchup definitely leans in Madison's way. Um, and, and as you said, you know, if, if somehow Cook is playing, uh, even if he's playing, Madison still probably gets bulk of the work with the injury. But if if it's all Madison, that's when this becomes like a, a conversation. Whereas if not, I think it's, you know, it's easy. But, I mean, Connor has just been the, the guy there. He's been getting all of the touches for it running back touches in the red zone. Obviously, Kyler can always snipe something, but I mean, what has he got? 10 touchdowns this year? 11 touchdowns? Like, he's been absolutely killing it. I don't think I can sit him even for Madison in this situation. Um, both of them, I think, are in consideration for you know RB2 flex options, though. Yeah, that's fair. I agree. Uh, wide receivers got a couple questions here. Uh, this is a pick two, Will, PPR. Uh, Van Jefferson versus Jacksonville. Uh, Rashad Bateman at Pittsburgh. Uh, Tony at Miami, assuming he's playing. I don't think we've really heard anything about that. Uh, Jerry Judy at Kansas City and Michael Gallup at New Orleans. Yeah, I don't think we know much on Tony and, and with the injury possibly to the quarterback. He's an easy first rollout here. Um, if Amari does miss, uh, I think Gallup is an easy lock in as, you know, even with Lamb coming back, those two in that offense, you know, you're getting the volume. Um, and then it comes down to the three here, Jefferson, Bateman, and Judy. Um, we'll see. I don't know how Pittsburgh's defense is looking. I know they were banged up a couple weeks ago, but I think they're starting to get more healthy. Uh, but I do believe TJ Watt went out. So I, uh, it's tough. Bateman, Judy is, is one that I had last week, I think we were talking about. And I kind of split the difference there. Neither of them did anything special, but you probably get a little more volume there with Bateman. I think Van Jefferson's probably your big play guy. So if you need, you know, a ton of upside, I'd probably go Jefferson. If you need floor tough between Bateman and Judy, um, 
I maybe lean Judy just because I think Denver's going to have to score some points if they want to keep up with Kansas City. Whereas that Baltimore-Pittsburgh game could be a little more low scoring with the defensives. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I know Lamar had like one of the worst games of his career fantasy-wise last week. So bound to bounce back from that. But I, I'd probably go Gallup and Jefferson for upside and Judy for like a floor. What about you? I... I- Pretty much agree on all fronts. There's no reason to consider Tony. Um, you know, we had mentioned last week he got like whatever 12 targets and didn't do anything with it. Um, or, and that's not fair, but he didn't do a ton with it. Um, and then with you know his injury, Daniel Jones injury, just there's no reason to play that game. So we're gonna cross him out. Um, you know, like you, I'm locking in Gallup. You know, if Cooper's out, him and and Lamb be a good duo. Um, so that works out pretty well. So I'll lock in Gallup. And then I was really thinking along the same lines, if you need high upside, Van Jefferson's your play. Uh, yeah. If you don't need high upside, then Bateman and Judy are pretty similar players. Um, they both get a fair amount of volume. Uh, Judy has shown more upside this year uh, and has to me the the more interesting matchup, like you said, could be a higher scoring. We'll see, you know, those Pittsburgh Raven games always end up being like 13 to 10, <laughs> you know, regardless of how the, the defenses are performing that year, it ends up being low scoring. So I will lock in um, Gallup and Judy. If you need upside Gallup and Jefferson. All right. Uh, next wide receiver here, half point PPR Devonta Smith at New York or Brandon Ayuk at Seattle. This is interesting because I looked at it and I thought, well, it's it's easy the, going into last week, right? Yeah. Like I looked, I was like, oh, I'm going to, I don't know. I'll probably go with Devonta Smith. But then like I started looking into the numbers and Ayuk's actually been a bit more consistent, which is hard to believe given how bad he's been to start the year. But from a fancy perspective, he's been consistent and now it looks like Debo's out. So I don't think I could pass that up. I, I guess I'll go with Ayuk. I, I don't mind either of them. Um, but I, I think I take Ayuk. If Debo is playing, this might be a different story. Um, because then you know he, he's sharing the load, and Devonta Smith just gets everything. Um, but with Debo out, I, I think I'll lean that way. What about you? I'm curious. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, I think especially with Hertz looking really bad, uh, clearly when he doesn't, you know, isn't playing at least decent, it just absolutely submarines Devonta Smith's value. And Brandon Ayuk, I mean, without Debo. He, you you'd imagine he sees an uptick. Um, maybe just because you'd imagine they're not going to be able to run the ball as well without their, you know, arguably best running back. I mean, Mitchell has been playing really well as well, but both of those two together, they like barely had to throw the ball. They were just so efficient at running. Um, so it's one of those. I still think there's a floor for Smith, and you know, maybe they run the ball a ton, but I think you know you're going to get four to five catches 60-ish yards you know as long as it's not as bad as last week um whereas Ayuk, you definitely have a higher ceiling um because you just trust jimmy g a little more on deep passes overall but you know seattle's defense hasn't been great so are they able to just run the ball and Ayuk just gets the same volume he's had i i think I think I lean sticking with Devonta Smith and and not trying to overreact on both sides too much. I think there's going to be a big overreaction to Ayuk's value, but I mean, how many passes and targets did we actually see to Debo the last few weeks? Right, it was mostly rushing, so I don't think that 
there's targets to go to him. And I think how bad Jalen Smith or Jalen Hurts played is really going to scare some people off of Smith as well. So I think there's a lot of kind of instant reaction to this last week on both sides. And I'm going to stick to my guns and I'm, I'm going to stick to Devonta Smith. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, moving over to the uh, we got tight end one. We don't get these too often. Uh, PPR. Uh, Logan Thomas finally uh, cracking the start sit episode this year. Yeah, um, at, had him in the uh, waiver episode for a little while there, trying to figure out when he's going to back. Yeah, yeah. Well, he is here and he is a consideration. So Logan Thomas in his first game back against Vegas or Foster Moreau uh, taking over for Waller against Washington. Yeah, and. I think I don't think he's ruled out, but I think all expectations as well are going to miss. But keep an eye because I don't think they've officially ruled him out yet. Um, they clearly have tight end in the game plan, and we saw that when Waller kind of has a surprise miss against the Eagles. But Foster Moreau played really well, and, and the Eagles obviously aren't great against the tight end position, so that helps. But they clearly are going to utilize him. I still like the upside of Logan Thomas better. He's clearly the number two option on the offense, you know, passing game outside of some, you know, check downs that might work their way in. It's McLaurin and then it's Logan Thomas. And Thomas, you might even see more volume, maybe longer targets to, um, longer targets to Terry McLaurin. But I think, you know, Logan Thomas is a lock for me now. Even, you know, coming off the injury, they went to him early and often in that game. So I, I think you can trust him as a you know, bona fide must-start tight end. Yeah, and you know, I agree one hundred percent. You know, not to just rehash the same conversations. Um, Logan Thomas or uh, a Vegas defense second worst against a tight end this year. So there you go. Tons of opportunity. Uh, you know, Morno, he it could like you said, there's a spot in that offense for a tight end. You know, he could be perfectly fine, but. You know, you really want to see it mm-hmm. first uh, when you're staring at somebody like Logan Thomas, who you've seen it from and has a great matchup. It's just too hard to pass up. Uh, and then our final star sit question here: uh, PPR, Clyde Edwards-Lair versus Denver, Van Jefferson versus Jacksonville, and Bateman versus Pittsburgh. Yeah, so kind of playing off the question from before, I think Jefferson, if you need real high upside, is probably the the one with the most upside, you know, he'll catch two bombs or two touchdowns or something. And that'll be awesome. Um, so he's probably a touchdown play outside of needing upside. I, I can't pass up, uh, Edwards Alaire. Uh, yeah, the running back, yeah. just getting volume, you know, exactly. He looked good uh, on coming back. He's got another, uh, if he was, you know, still banged up at all. He had a, a bye week to get off a bye week to prepare for Den- Denver. You know, I would think that all things are, are looking good for uh, CEH there. So I will take him uh, unless you need real high upside. What about you? You aligned? Yeah. And then it makes sense. I probably still play Clyde even with the high upside because I just think he's going to get the volume too. I mean, I, I, you know, totally understand as we said before, Jefferson is, you know, one of the big play threats there. He's going to get some deep balls, but I still just think you got to play the volume of the running back on an offense that's playing better. And their defense is surprisingly playing better, too. I was looking at them as like a defensive streamer going forward, and they have some okay matchups, but they've been putting up some points defensively, fantasy-wise. Perfect. So that's going to wrap up the start-sit portion of the show. We'll move over to the trade portion. Um, might be the last week for redraft trades. We, we've switched it up. We got three dynasty, two redraft, uh, cause they are starting to dry up there. 
Um, but we'll start with those dynasty questions. Uh, a big one to start here. Well, 16 team PPR, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Chuba, and Michael Carter, or Antonio Gibson, Ronald Jones, and Mike Williams. That's interesting. I think I lean pretty easily the McCaffrey side, and I think it's like it's the Carter part. Um, Rojo, probably maybe a little bit more upside than Chuba, but not a ton. And Chuba is kind of that insurance for you know post CMC life. Um, but I think you have some injury concern there. But going into you know obviously this year. You're probably taking the Gibson side with the injuries. Carter could come back and give you something. Um, and, and Chuba, you know, you're probably, unless you're like an absolute, you know, bona fide contender and, and you know, top two or three, um, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I guess I'm caught here looking a little too far down the road, but I like that CMC Carter side really just giving up Gibson and trying to capitalize on the Mike Williams breakout that happened and, and kind of bouncing back and forth the last few weeks. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're a top contender, you kind of have to go with the Gibson side just to get some guys that are going to play now because uh, Chuba doesn't have a great schedule. But I like that Carter and Carolina running back side. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, right down to, like, the problem. You know, if you, if you take out Carter and, and- – Ronald Jones out of this, uh, I think it becomes a much more even trade. And I'd, I'd probably even rather want the Gibson side in all situations. Um, but Carter in there changes a lot. He's a young running back that, that's looked good and has a lot of young pieces on the offense. So it could be interesting. Um, as a contender, I'm, I, I'd rather have CMC because evaluation doesn't seem right. If this is the only thing that you can get, then so be it. But I'd definitely be exploring other options before I accept. Yeah, I think you can get more than this for for Clyde plus. I mean, if, or I'm sorry for um, CMC plus. It's just weird that you'd have to give up a young running back and CMC. Yeah, that hurts. Yeah, it's a lot of running back depth to give up. <laughs> yeah, maybe you have you know a couple two stars already, and you're getting Gibson as like your third, and you can go from there. You know, team dependent, obviously, but in a vacuum. I think there's not many situations where I don't take the CMC side. Fair. Uh, going right back to uh, a running back question here, 10 team standard. Would you ever rather have Zeke or a 2022 first and a 2023 first? So two firsts for Zeke, basically. Yeah. I mean, I think that's decent valuation. You know, maybe you can get a little bit more for him, um, but two first round picks is pretty good. We'll have to see where they end up. You, know, you kind of hope that you know, at least one of them is going to be higher. Because, you know, obviously you can hit on anywhere, but you're usually going to get that top end running back in the first, you know, half of a draft. So, I, I'd, you know, you'd want to have a young running back and a, you know, and a pick, you know, see if you could turn this instead, you know, drop one of the first and get like a Dobbins or somebody that's injured, you know, Cam Akers or something. I'd, I'd rather have somebody that I've seen do it, but coming off injury and, the, and this contending team can't use. And a first, um, so I'd probably look for a little bit more. And in, in this here, I'll probably take the Zeke side. Um, what about you? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's pretty fair. Um, if I'm a contender, I'll take Zeke. If I'm a rebuild, I'll take the first. I think that's what it comes down to. I am worried as a contender about taking Zeke, given you know they would talk about him being banged up. You know, he could 
he could sit this week, and if that's no big deal, like you're locked in the playoffs, and that's fine. Um, but you know, they like I said earlier, he could be playing this week, in which case maybe he gets banged up even worse, and you know, and now instead of resting for one week, he's out for two or three, and, and he's starting to hurt you a little bit, you know. So you're rolling the dice, but I think that's how I see it. Contender Zeke rebuild first. All right, and uh, another dynasty here: Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. So you got the Green Bay backfield. Or J.K. Dobbins and Devonta Smith. This one, I think, this is a pretty interesting one. Um, I think I would take the Dobbins side, which kind of surprises me. Uh, you're hoping he comes back from the injury and everything's fine. They don't replace him or you know any of that. Um, but Devonta Smith's a great piece to be getting in Dynasty. You know he looks legit. He's had a lot of good weeks. Um, you know, hopefully him and, and Jalen Hurts grow together, or you know they go out and get another quarterback that's good. But um, I'd really like to add both of them. Uh, meanwhile, you know, Aaron Jones, solid. You would assume maybe coming, not, I don't want to say coming to the end of his career, but he's, he's a questionable future. AJ Dillon's look good. You don't know where Aaron Rodgers is going to go. Um, you know, you got a handcuff situation, so you're probably only going to play one, um, on any given week. So I'll stick with the Dobbins side. I don't mind the Aaron Jones side, but just more interested in the other players. What about you? Yeah, I think what Dylan has done the past couple of weeks has made this a more interesting trade. Uh, you see him and he's looked okay, but then the last few weeks, he's really looked the part. He looked legit. His run, like, you know, last week I think he had like 20 for 70 or something, mm-hmm. a couple catches, like on the stat line didn't look great. But if you watch him play, like he runs with purpose. He was getting hit early and breaking tackles and running through guys. So he he looks the part. And, you know, you're a little you know worried in dynasty picking up Aaron Jones moving forward, but having both of them helps. That being said, I agree. You know, Devonta Smith looked really good as a young, promising receiver, and you get at Dobbins, who you know I believe that was preseason that he got hurt, right? Yeah. So you hope in all likelihood that he's going to be back, you know, fully next year. I like that as a rebuilding team. I mean, if you're a contender, it doesn't really make sense to make this trade for Dobbins and, and Devonta Smith. Unless you have, you know, a ton of RB depth and you're just looking to get, you know, Dobbins, you know, pretty much using him as like a pick and then, you know, getting a good young receiver. But I, I don't mind it. I guess one thing I'd say, you can kind of sub this out, Steve. Would you trade Dobbins and Elijah Moore? Or Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, if this was something in our work league, or sorry, in our um, dynasty league that we were looking at. No, I don't think I would. I think I'd rather have mm-hmm. Dobbins and Elijah Moore. Just because yeah. we've seen some good things from Elijah Moore, you know. Yeah, he's looked good. And that's, you know, obviously I think Devontae Smith looked a little bit better, but both of them have flashed, and, you know, they're guys that you hope that you hit on and, and you can really build around. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess like. Yeah. I don't mind it. Getting that running back, though, you know, for the, yeah. it's, you know, it's because that's where we're at. Like, we are a true contender in a very tough division. So, getting that third elite running back this year, you know, that's, that's kind of the price you yeah. got to pay, and right? In our situation, we're trading two people that were not starting, clearly not starting Dobbins, but two people were not starting uh, for, you know, pretty much a guaranteed starter, whether it's Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon, unless they both go down, you're starting one of them. So, yeah, I guess that would work out well for us. I don't, I, there's a lot of hesitation in, in moving Elijah Moore for us because that he's a key piece moving forward that allows us to move a, a Mike Evans or a Keenan Allen and just plop him in there 
if he continues to continues to ascend. So yeah, it's an interesting thought. It's pretty even. I still I think I lean the Dobbin side, but yeah, it's interesting. All right, um, and then we've got two redraft trades here. Um, we got half point PPR, Joe Mixon and Brandon Ayuk, or Jonathan Taylor and Devonta Smith. Caveat: Taylor and Smith do have buys coming up in Week 14, so you you get them for the stretch run here, but you do lose them. Uh, not this coming week, but both of them next week. Yeah, and I was going to bring that up as well. I think that's really the differentiator. If you're if you're locked in a playoff spot, um, then I'll take Jonathan Taylor and Devonta Smith because I like both their playoff matchups, um, and they're both great players. Uh, if not, your priority's got to be making the playoffs. You know, maybe you look ahead and look at your schedule and say, well, you know, given who I'm playing and who they got on by, I could probably squeak by. If you want to roll the dice? That's fine, um, but. You need to get in the playoffs first. So, you know, if I'm in that kind of situation, I'll take Mixon and Ayuk. But I definitely prefer JT and uh, Devonta there. What about you? You agree? Yeah, I think I'm in agreement there. Like, unless you are really contending and need to win every week. Uh, even so, I mean, man, I don't know that I want to, you know, trade away Taylor. Mixon has been great. <laughs> Taylor's been so good that he's, you know, kind of dwarfed the hype for Mixon because he has really been so good and so consistent this year. But, I, yeah, I just can't trade, you know, you're basically kind of downgrading, you know, a you know, little bit Taylor to Mixon, probably not a ton. And then maybe a little bit more Smith versus IU. And we talked about that as a, as a heads up in um, the, the starter sit uh, portion of the show here. But I think it is still a little bit of a downgrade from just a volume standpoint. Um, so you kind of downgrade both of those to get, you know, both of them in your lineup the rest of the way. Uh, you know, if you're competing, and you really need it, I get why you'd make the trade, but I think I'd rather have Taylor and Smith. Okay, our last question here, PPR, Tyler Lockett and Tony Pollard or Debo Samuel? Man, without knowing the de- like the full Debo news, you have any insights there with your uh, beat reporters there in San Francisco? The hope of that is that he's back next week. Now, okay. I mean, they also ruled him out for this week almost immediately, <laughs> uh, which is yeah. not a great sign, um, but the, the hope is next week. Yeah, and man, if if it looks like he is going to be able to play for your fantasy playoffs, right? I mean, you're going to miss him here in week 13, and then probably in week 14, which is some people's playoffs. I think most of us are going to be doing 15, 16, 17, but I do have two leagues that are starting week 14. I believe you know they, they didn't realize it has changed, so you got to you know worry about that. You know, you're, if you do need to win these next two weeks to get in, or you need to win and, um, you know, I guess, I guess Lockett and Pollard maybe just doesn't seem like enough. Uh, you know, they both are going to be in your lineup this week, which is better than Debo's going to get you, but I feel like you could almost get more, you know, with Russ still trying to get back to form, you know, Lockett's value isn't back to where it was. And, you know, Pollard's, you know, you know more of like speculative, with the Zeke potential sitting injury. Um, so I think it's a little too much uncertainty on that side. I think I got to keep Debo, even if I need to win, I think I got to keep Debo. So I, I agree. This is, this is a tough one. Um, I do think you'd be surprised about Pollard. Um, last three weeks, he's definitely been fantasy be usable, if not good. Um, 
So it might just be end up uh, one of those team dependent decisions where, you know, if you're staring down a playoff run and, and you need, you have Debo and you need to, to plug a hole for a, you know, in the running back position, I'd be okay downgrading the locket to get Pollard. Um, you know, a locket's been good since, I mean, outside the first week that Russ came back, you know, the last two weeks, locket's been good. Uh, so that's solid. And then on the flip side, if you got a lot of depth and you want to, you know, package them together to get like the elite upside that is Debo. I'm good with that too. Just know the risk. I mean, Debo's got long in the injury history, you know, and groin injuries have a habit of uh reaggravating if you come back too soon. So there's a lot of worry there. Uh with for me, you know, taking the the situation out of it, I do think I'd probably end up going the locket side just because of that injury history with Debo, because it's a groin, because he's ruled out so quickly. Uh that all worries me, you know, if, if Russ was performing poorly and Lockett was performing poorly as well, I'd probably change my mind, but because Lockett's been pretty good for fans, he hasn't been like, you know, uh, like the best wide receiver in the world or anything, but he's been solid double digits the past two weeks. If that wasn't happening, I'd probably be less confident, but I will stick with the Lockett side. It's, it's even though it's, it's a good trade. All right. Well, that wraps us up here for start sits and trade. Uh, so good luck, everyone, here in week 13, uh, which is possibly the last regular season week for some people, uh, second to last here for most. So coming in to the stretch, keep an eye on those matchups, um, you know, grab those defenses that are a week or two out here now um, and get yourself ready for playoffs if you're in there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as well said, good luck and tune in next week for another waiver and start sit episode. Until then, trust your board.